Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Oh, man, it happens to me. Um, welcome to the Ohio Inn. And boy, Craig, we've done this for a couple months now. And I was always afraid, what's going to happen if I sleep in too much? And slept in about 10 minutes late. But, oh, man. But thankfully, my I slept in my office last night. So I just woke up, turned on my computer, I'm here. How are you, Craig? Doing pretty good. Yeah, don't you love remote work? That's what makes yeah. remote work nice. I mean, you know. It does. I like it a lot. I mean, it's distracting at times, but uh, also you can just roll out of bed and you're in the office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really don't have to go that far to work. And I'll tell you, um, I know I was working downtown at my company before they let me work at home and they transferred me to a position where I got to work from home forever. And I'll be honest, man, you get ready for work, you drive downtown, you park somewhere, you walk to the office. I mean, Craig, it's an hour and a half process. And like yeah. you said, you just w- wake up, boom, here you go. So You're there. Yes. I, our new sponsor oh. is Work From Home. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a great thing. So, all right. Well, enough of that. Lots that we could talk about today. Um, more updates with COVID. Um, last time we talked, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, Governor DeWine's speech last Wednesday. Um, where uh, big announcements, uh, we're having a lottery um, in nine days, Craig. Man, it's going to be here before we uh, think about oh, it. Yeah. And then what else? Oh, we also have a lottery. If you're a teen, um, you could win a uh, scholarship. Well, we missed it. Uh, we don't tape uh, new new shows on Friday, but on Thursday, the CDC made a major announcement. And what they're pretty much saying is, hey, if you are totally vaccinated and you wear a mask, well, you don't have to wear a mask if you're outside. Uh, They're encouraging um, people to continue to wear masks inside and in certain situations. Um, But really, if you're at home or at a friend's house and everyone's vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. It's more of like a public situation, like if you're at a church or if you're at a game or if you're at a big event where a lot of people are there. Um, you know, CDC knows more than me, Craig. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, my studies show differently. I, I guess the question I have about this all is, how do you know people are telling the truth? I mean, this whole thing with COVID, there's a lot of trust, a lot of understanding. And when you get to these events, I mean, already the Reds are saying June 2nd, when the orders go away, we're back to 
Right. Yeah, I mean, being it's outside, it's harder to spread COVID. But man, I I, I don't know if I could trust somebody sitting beside me is going to have COVID or not. So, um, I, I'm excited, I guess, in some ways, but in some ways I'm a little hesitant because. You know, we don't have vaccine passports. We don't have, uh, I guess, a lot of places are going to ask for us to show the vaccination card. So what are we going to do here? Well, I don't know. Uh, it's a good it's a good point here because, you know, I think we'd like to be on the honor system, but I don't know that we can be on the honor system in this country the way some people will lie, cheat, and steal to essentially get what they need or get away with what they want to get away with. Um, I have a feeling that you're going to have um, a lot of people that are saying they're vaccinated when they're not. You might have businesses that might say, well, if, if, if you're going to come into our place, then maybe you should bring your card with you. Um, that might deter some people from, from fudging the, the records. But generally speaking, if there's no vaccine passport or if there's no checking of the vaccine card in any capacity anywhere, you're probably going to get a lot of people that are saying, yeah, I'm vaccinated. So... You know, it's going to be a big problem, I think. But at the end of the day, we've gotten to the point now where outdoors, you know, the governor has said you do not need to wear a mask unless you're essentially huddled into groups. So, you know, obviously this June 2nd order is going to lift everything, essentially. Um, and then, of course, you know, if that hadn't happened, then the state legislator would have taken over by the end of June and, and probably ruled in, in favor of no health orders. So, you know, I think it's just going to be on the honor system. We're going to have to hope that people are are being truthful about being vaccinated. But yeah, I don't believe it's going to happen. Looking at my vaccination card, and I don't see it. I was looking at it last night. I don't have it in front of me. But, you know, there's a six-month limit, and I'll be interested to see what happens at the end of the six months because – for me and other people, I know you got your vaccine a little bit earlier, uh, but, you know, my six-month limit is in the midst of winter, and I'm kind of wondering how that's going to change. Now, they're saying that because we don't know if there's going to be other variants that you might have to have a booster shot and everything else, but it'll be interesting to see where we're at because typically in the summer, you know, the virus doesn't spread that much outside. So, you know, when it gets warm, everybody's outside. It makes it harder for it to spread. Um, you know, hopefully we're okay. Um, you know, this winter, hopefully we won't have any other variants. I know it gets a little bit more dicey in the winter when a lot of your events are inside. You know, anytime you're in public, because, you know, who wants to go outside in the, the cold for a long time? But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I got to share a story. And, Craig, I, I'm not sure if you've done – well, I, I don't know to what level you've done public events, but uh, my wife and I, uh, we actually took our family to church. And for the first time in a year, uh, we were doing the online for a while, and we decided to kind of duck out and give it a try. And honestly, uh, we go to a larger church here in the Columbus area. It really wasn't bad. We were impressed. Um, you know, they had signs at the front, wear a mask. Everybody was wearing a mask. Um, they still had distant seating. They also had a row between seats. Um, there was an usher to kind of put us somewhere. And, you know, we weren't super close to people. And But there's still a decent crowd in there. And I don't know. 
I was impressed. Um, we dropped the kids off. There was a special needs class. There wasn't many people in the special needs class that hung out. And, you know, my wife was kind of looking at me to go, are you going to freak out? Are you nervous about COVID? I'm like, no, it's going to be okay. So, right, what's been the biggest event you've gone to recently? Or, Well, we've, we've been going back to church um, essentially, you know, a couple weeks after we were vaccinated completely. Um, you know, that's probably the one thing that we've done where we've been, you know, congregated with a, a fair amount of people. Um, up in, you know, I think really up through June 2nd when the health orders go away, um, our church has gone every other pew, masks are required. Um, you know, at first they were kind of iffy, you know, we, we, we tried to go in the height of the pandemic, but, you know, people just weren't wearing masks and people weren't wearing masks and that were working there. So we decided to stop going to church in person. Uh, but we're back. We've been back now for a few months and, you know, it's, it's been good and we'll see how things go now with you know them kind of opening everything up to having larger gatherings but you know we feel confident that the vaccine will not make us immune to covid but will protect us greatly from covid and uh, i hope that a lot of people at the church or just wherever we go are vaccinated as well i would doubt that everybody's going to be vaccinated because just the way you know the world works but, uh, you know, I think my wife and I, we feel confident that we can go to places. I mean, if there was, you know, honestly, if there was a movie that was coming out uh, that I was really interested in, I would probably go to the theater right now. But there's really nothing right now uh, that I want to see. So uh, I'm still kind of waiting on something like that. But, you know, I think overall I feel pretty confident about going out and about. Well, and I think everyone's just going to have to make their own choice. <clears throat> And right. I think the important thing, you know, we could tease each other on a podcast, but, you know, give people leeway. Um, you know, if they're still wearing masks and you don't wear a mask, understand. I mean, you know, I was showing my wife the story. I'm like, hey, maybe you'll have to wear a mask anymore. She's like, you know, I still like to wear a mask. I'll feel better, you know, and right. give people leeway. Um, you know, I think that's the uh, big thing. Um you know, I mean, and we, we should be giving each other leeway throughout the pandemic. Unfortunately, just of our political nature, we end up yelling at each other, mask or no mask or anything. And, hey, as long as your neighbor or family member is being safe, give them leeway, give them patience as we still try to figure out what's happening here uh, with COVID. So, all right, let's do an ad, um, Craig. Just wanted to mention uh, – you know, hey, during this COVID time, you know, finances are important. Um, Craig, I am still waiting for my stimulus check. Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on, Craig. Oh, man. That's that's kind of bad. Maybe the government still th thinks I'm making a ton of money, but I need a stimulus check. So as I wait for my stimulus check, we're counting each penny and nickel and dime and all that good stuff. Um, you got to find a good bank. To, to make sure you're, you're counting your stuff well. And we've had luck. Um, Chase Bank. That's where we choose to do our banking. We do our banking. We do our debit card for there. Everything else. Uh, check out uh, Chase Bank. Uh, there's incentive um, on our website and on our um, wherever you check out this podcast. At, there's a link. Click on the link. Uh, sign for account. Attach direct deposit. You'll get paid 225 bucks. So 
And that's not for me or Craig. I mean, we're not giving everyone 225 bucks. Chase Bank's doing that uh, because they once you give them a shot, and I've given them a try, it's worked out well. So try uh, Chase Bank, and let's know how it goes. It's worked for me. Hopefully, it'll work for you as well. Um, Kind of an interesting night. Um, Brandon had to take off uh, after I slept in too much. I want to hear Brandon's words on this uh, as well. But, um, Craig, wanted to talk to you. I was getting uh, text messages. And it's interesting because I'm like this moderate on a more. I really am not a Republican or a Democrat. But um, I guess for work, I'm on a bunch of political lists. So it's getting these texts. Hey, come to Strongsville on Saturday night. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of speakers there and everything. And I'm like, well, I'm busy. Not going. <laughs> but I guess a lot was happening. Matt Gatz. Is that what his name? Craig, is it Gatz? I think it's Gatz or Gatz. Yeah, I think it's okay. Gatz. He is kind of a controversial Florida congressman. He's being investigated. Uh, some people say uh, he was involved with underage girls. Some other people have concerns with campaign finances. And it's a new time, Craig. It used to be that if you were investigated for one thing, your political career is over. Now you're like, hey, let's tour. So uh, <laughs> Matt's on the nationwide tour that rolled into Strongsville. Um, you know, uh, and I guess the news was made. Um, you, you would think, wow, Matt would say something crazy. Well, I, I think he compared, like, health orders to something weird. I Honestly, I didn't catch that part. But our buddy Josh Mandel was there, um, Craig. Yeah. And Josh, you know, a lot of these Republicans, you know, they emulate Trump. They say, hey, we want to be like Trump. We like how he led the country. And they want to talk like Trump. I mean, you know, Craig, we're like that as kids, you know. Our buddy, you know, our buddies, we would, you know, say what they say at home. We would, you know, try to do what they like to do and everything else. Well, that's how I feel like some Republicans are around former President Trump at this time. Well, Jim Jordan pulled out his phone, and like Donald Trump does, uh, Jim Jordan started reading tweets. Not Jim Jordan, sorry. Josh Mandel started reading tweets. Right. And um, Toledo Blade reporter Liz, Liz Scalaka um, was there covering the event. Um, Craig, you're up, live up in the area. Have you ever run into Liz before? I've I've run into her like once. Uh, she was at an event one time. Didn't really talk at all or anything like that. <clears throat> um, but there was uh, one one instance with when David Pepper, who used to be the Democratic Party chair. Um, came up to the Fremont area and, and Liz Skalka um, had covered that event. But uh, other than that, no, not really. But obviously I read a lot of her stuff. She was usually traveling with President Trump. Uh, so she wasn't really that connected. I'm not, not, not to say she wasn't connected, but she wasn't really, you know, entrenched in the Sandusky County or even the Toledo area unless the president, you know, was, was over there because she usually does a lot of the political coverage uh, traveling political coverage there. So um, you don't know her that well, but know who she is. Well, Liz, as a political reporter, you know, covers this thing. So she happened to be at the event. Um, Strongsville is a little bit out of the Leo coverage area, but it's in the region. So, you know, she wanted to be at the event. So we all tweet. I mean, hey, if you're a reporter, you tweet. And 
especially if you're in, covering like state politics, you tweet a lot more. We have a lot of people that do that. Right. So, you know, Mandela's on this. Hey, there's fake news. He called some of the places we work for fake news, um, like right. the Dispatch, the San Choir, everything else. And then for some reason, he targets uh, poor old Liz here, uh, talking about some of the tweets. Now, Craig, I will tell you this. And again, my opinion, tell me if you think I'm wrong. Some of the tweets that Mandel was talking about, I think Liz may have overstepped. Not on purpose. We all write tweets. Jeez, look at my Twitter. I'm sure we can have day-long podcasts of tweets where I've overstepped. But there was one tweet where Liz called the idea of the wine have a lottery brilliant. Okay. I think it was almost like the LeBron tweet. I understand the point of it. I understand the idea of it. But probably as a news reporter, that's more of like an analysis type tweet. I mean, yeah, I would say it was a bold idea. But I could see if somebody read that a certain way might say, man, how is she objective if she's calling idea from one of the politicians brilliant? I understand Mandel's point. But Mandel went on to read her tweets and kind of poke fun at her and say, hey, she's here. She's actually here covering it. And, you know, at a typical Republican rally, when you bring up the news media, everyone's like booing and, you know, pointing fingers and everything. Well, it's one thing when former President Trump will be at rally and say, hey, back here's the media. Everyone boos. He's pointing out one particular person. Now, I kind of understand Josh Mandel's point, and I would say this if Liz was on the um, call today, maybe one went a little bit further, but Craig, how are we talking to someone anymore? I mean, say we have a problem with each other, okay? Yeah, it might be fun if we wait till the podcast and go back and forth and kind of bark at each other, but then on the other hand, that's not cool. If you have an issue with somebody, and I'm sure he didn't call Liz and say, hey, that tweet was a little bit over the line. You bring it up during a political speech, and you're pointing out where she's at. I mean, come on here. Yeah, and just to kind of point out, too, a uh, couple of things. She did walk back that take on the on the lottery, which I don't I don't think that it was, you know, such an egregious issue. Oh, not egregious at all. But, but she, did, she did walk that back the next day, like May 13th, and say, is there a, an award for the worst early lottery take? Um, but I don't think what she said was was really. I don't. I don't think it was wrong in the sense that she said, you know, it's a morale booster after a miserable year, and it will actually it could result in more uh, vaccinations. But uh, this, my second point is is that she actually was there, but she was not covering the event. So this is what she said on Twitter. She said she was there because she just wants to kind of get to understand. Josh Mandel, because she said she was going to be covering his his Senate race, so she was there just to be there to 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 kind of take in what's going on, and not covering. Now, obviously, someone caught wind of her being there, and maybe she might have gone there, you know, using her ID badge, whatever. But she was not covering the event. She was obviously singled out pretty badly by Josh Mandel, right. and now she had said on her Twitter that she had attempted to. Um, get a hold of Mandel and one of his handlers, but they, she said that they ran away from her before she could ask any questions. So I don't know what she was going to ask aside from maybe the fact that why did I get singled out or whatever. Um, 
But, you know, she said that this is the second time she's gone in the last month to one of these events to see Mandel give us a speech because it helps her, you know, get ready for this coverage that she's going to be doing in the, in the fall um, and, and moving forward. So, and, and I think it comes down to, I mean, you've talked about, you know, covering Jim Jordan in your area. Well, right now it's hard for you to call Jim Jordan. And I'm not saying just you, I'm just saying anybody in the media, yeah. be it you, somebody from our state coverage team, somebody from a national coverage team. Right. Right. Um, and I don't think J- Josh Mandel hates Liz. I don't think Josh Mandel. I mean, if we if Josh Mandel called up right now, I don't think Josh Mandel's even thinking about Liz as much. I think he was using Liz as a tool to say, "Hey, let's talk to our base. Our base doesn't like the media, so oh, here's a tweet. Let's get one riled up and and." Rep- revved up. And I don't think Josh is sitting there going, man, I hope she gets hurt. But I think in this rush to hey, you know, the media is bad, you know, what people say, somebody's going to get hurt one of these times. And that's what frustrates me. And it shouldn't happen to anybody, but especially a woman. And I'm not saying Liz can't handle herself or Liz is weaker because she's a woman. I'm just saying we don't treat other people like that. And the tone of this country, now, I can see you sitting there and maybe saying, well, then why did Liz tweet that? Well, that's another subject. But unless but unless there was a vicious attack on Josh Mandel's character, and that tweet didn't even mention Josh Mandel. It mentioned, no. it mentioned Mike DeWine. Unless that's a vicious attack on the character, or if it's a, hey, here's where he's at right now, go hurt him or something, which it definitely wasn't totally that. You're putting somebody in harm's way because right now, words have been used to hurt other people. Now, I'm not even saying your feelings. I, I mean, there's been threats. There's been other stuff happening. It, it's just not thinking. And honestly, he's playing to his base. And that's why afterwards, you know, Josh Mandel's like, oh, wow, you're here. Let, let's sit and talk. I, I, I'm frustrated this happened. He doesn't care. You know what I mean? It's more important to him to give us a speech to get everyone riled up. It's frustrating. And this is how politics works. I mean, you know, I, we were like, hey, Craig, why don't we get Jim Jordan on the show? Well, Jim Jordan's not going to talk to anybody from, you know, anything other than a very traditional right wing news outlet. And he doesn't. That's why you, you see Jim Jordan on Fox News all the time. You'll hear him anywhere else, you know? And it's not just Jim Jordan, it's Matt Gatz. It's. You know, Josh Riddell, it's a lot of people right now. And, and it's frustrating, especially when Josh Riddell calls out a woman in a big crowd where the point, sadly, is to rile people up against the media. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, and I, I really, if he's singling her out because she tweeted what she tweeted, what, you know, the tweet that you had mentioned, I don't really, I mean, maybe I'm making less out of it than it needs to be, but I don't really think she doesn't cover governor DeWine and she, she just threw out an idea that maybe it might be a morale booster and help people out, which I mean, I think we can all agree that it kind of is. And so I, you know, why Josh Mandel has decided to kind of get up on this hill and start preaching about, you know, her being whatever she, you know, bad, bad or whatever he perceives her to be. It just doesn't really make sense to me because she does not have anything to do with, 
covering the governor. She she doesn't cover the press conferences. She doesn't write about Governor DeWine. She focuses mostly on state and national politics. And by state, I mean, you know, state Senate races and things like that. Or she'll focus. I mean, she covered President Trump forever. So I, I don't you know, I don't really quite understand. I think this this singling out was probably just an intimidation ploy. It doesn't make sense to me that, you know, that Josh Mandel would want to single anybody out, especially, you know, people, people think that, you know, journalists just go and, and just show up at these events and cover these events. These are oftentimes these events are you're encouraged to come because they want the coverage and it's like they want the coverage so they can just badmouth you for the last, for the next 45 minutes because they want they want to stir up their crowd to, to hate journalists or whatever or the media, but they're the ones that are inviting the media to these events because they want coverage. They want people to come, and if their event's not big enough for you know Fox News or ONN, they, they're going to invite everybody that's anybody to come to these things, and that's what we do so we can cover it so people can be informed. You're right. There is a, a logical leap from what you wrote, and, and yeah, she doesn't technically cover it, but. Craig, I'll tell you, down here, um, the boss here in Columbus, Alan Miller, Alan's very conservative when it comes to Twitter. Um, Alan will tweet. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, you don't usually see Alan going, hey, here's what I think about this. Alan's right. usually tweeting out stories, copy and pasting the headline. Now, I think that's a bit too conservative in my opinion. But I think Alan's point, if we had him on here, Alan would say, look, as a journalist and someone that's actually out there, I mean, I can make the excuse saying, yeah, I work here, but, you know, I rarely write. And if I write, it's just more kind of writing about stuff that's already being written. Like, I'll give you an example. I wrote something on Thursday. Um, you could see it in the Fremont paper and all around where I wrote a kind of a recap of the lottery idea. It really wasn't anything dramatically new. I had a couple things from the Wines press conference on Thursday, but it wasn't like I was reporting. I was using um, Jackie Borcher worked with me on Thursday, and um, it, it was really a team effort. It was just I wrote, kind of combined a bunch of ideas together. Uh, but even me, even though I'm not out in the public like you are, or Jackie Borcher, or Liz is, or anything, still, I think Alan's point would be saying, look, if it causes issues, is it really worth it? Now, I'm not saying Liz should face issues at Toledo for what she wrote. Um, I, I think the word there that Liz probably chose to walk it back on was it, the word brilliant because yeah. Liz wasn't me. I, I don't think Liz is a DeWine fan. I don't think Liz was made a slip. It just, she's the wrong word. She just, honestly, bold will probably be a better word. Because here's the thing, right, right. you're right, it's a different case, it's a different uh, political race and everything else, but you know how Josh McDill's going to feel about the lottery, you know, he doesn't agree with DeWine, so DeWine could say, I like Crest Toothpaste, and <laughs> Mandel's going to be like, no, it's something else, you know, right. or Mandel could be, I mean, DeWine could be like, I like baseball, and you know, Mandel's like, oh, baseball stinks, I like basketball, you know, he's going to screw with whatever. I want to mention one other thing that frustrated me over the weekend. Um, we're not going to talk about as much. It's not really Ohio's story, but, you know, over the weekend, Liz Cheney has lost her GOP House leadership spot. And whatever. I mean, you know, 
<laughs> I, I'm not sure. I mean, it matters, but I don't want to sit here and argue about it either way. What frustrated me was I saw a conservative website where they just sat there and, you know, the wording was just insane. They were talking about Republicans rightfully understood that Cheney was promoting Joe Biden instead of Donald Trump. So they removed her, but she should be promoting Donald Trump. Craig, as a national politician, why aren't they just promoting the American people? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's just so much infighting right now going on with uh, Repub- the Republican Party. I mean, it, it truly has become Trump's party, which leads me to believe that you know, I would be absolutely shocked if, if Trump does not run in 2024 or if maybe a hand-picked Trump, you know, politician runs for him, I guess. But it, it just, it's like, it's like, you know, you can't get out of your own way sometimes. You trip over your own feet sometimes because instead of trying to work together to try to rebuild the party after losing an election, they're infighting. It's you're not supporting enough. You're not supporting the right person enough. So I don't know. I don't know how to interpret all of this other than just to say that it's they can't get out of their own way, and that's probably going to be be to the detriment of their party moving forward. I mean, if you're a national politician, I'm not. Even, I'm not just bashing Republicans only. If you're sitting there saying, "Hey, my big point is to advance the cause of Joe Biden," you're you're for the wrong purpose. Now, if you're a Democrat. You support Democrats, you support Joe Biden. But my issue is the article, which is like, well, Liz Cheney's point is to support Donald Trump. No. And, and her point wasn't to support Bush when he was president or Clinton when he was president. It, it's sitting there saying, okay, how do you work with the current president to help advance what you feel is important for the American people? Now, Liz Cheney's Republican. She tends to believe more Republican ideas, and that's great. But So, I mean, I'm not saying... If you're a Republican, you should support an obviously Democratic idea. Yeah, there's going to be a friction of ideas. But you should sit there and say, yeah, I, I wish my guy would have won the presidency. If he didn't win, I'm going to go to this guy who won and say, or woman that won, and say, how do I work best with you to advance what I went to Washington for? I, 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 don't know. I just saw that. Again, it was a very conservative blog. It didn't surprise me. I'm not saying, oh, how dare they write that. But it's right. just a sign of how goofed up we are as a country politically. So, yeah. I don't know. But, but Craig, some good advice for you. As long as it's goofed up about this country. But, you know, and hey, shopping for furniture could be kind of goofy, too. I mean, you're sitting there and you, you kind of feel like Liz Cheney. You're like, oh, I got to – the system's messed up. I got to go into – the furniture store? I don't know. I'm sure Liz is okay on furniture, but I, I'm trying to bring in this example here. And yeah, if you go in the furniture store and you're like, man, it's going to cost me a day. It's COVID. I know it's better, but yeah, I probably still have to wear a mask. I don't want to worry about that stuff. Do it at home. Click on a link on our website or on anywhere you see this podcast. Uh, click on the Ashley Furniture link. When you click the link, there'll be an ad for a coupon. They'll pop right up in two seconds. Um, put in your email address. They'll send you a coupon. You could use that for discounts on Ashley Furniture stuff. And if you live anywhere close to Ashley Furniture, even if you live further away, I'm sure you could pay a little bit more to have it delivered to you. It could be delivered to you. 
Craig, our cars are small. We don't have room to put furniture in. We need to get delivered. Ash has got great deals on, on furniture delivery as well, too. So, again, save money and save time, and that's really important now, uh, especially during the pandemic. All right. Um, again, I apologize for starting a little bit early, so let's let's talk about these last couple stories pretty quick. Um, interesting story out of the Canton Repository. Um I, I was working Saturday morning um, with our online papers, Craig, and the story is a little bit late. And we're like, man, what is the story? What's going on? Turned out to be kind of a doozy. Um, there's a girl, 11-year-old girl in camp who um, mom claimed she was dying. Um, and, you know, so she wanted to play college softball. They did a bunch of neat, uh, big things for her. Uh, the local college softball teams got together to play the game to honor her. Um, she got to pitch a couple of pitches in the game. Um, they argued over where she was going to college. They both offered her a scholarship. She chose one. It's kind of one of those heartwarming stories that you see and everything. Um, because of that, she got messages. I think she actually went to visit one or two uh, national soccer, soccer softball teams. Um, you know, she got messages from pro softball players. Uh, there, there was a GoFundMe. So I'm, uh, people were donating money to the cause and everything. Well, now um, local authorities in the Canton area, as well as um, some family and friends are saying, hey, she's making this all up. And again, under investigation, we're not sure if she did or not, but her daughter got removed from her. He's living with a dad. Uh, sadly, it's, you know, divorce situation, uh, you know, some issues because of that, but she's not living with her mom anymore. Um, Craig, kind of just a sad situation. Um, I know I covered early in my career in Maslin, a boy that was dying of cancer, and it was weird. Craig wrote 50 stories about him because every time I wrote about him, the public went crazy. Um, you know, with something people were reading, so we continued to write about it. And it was neat kind of chronicling the last year or two of his life. I kind of felt like I was intruding a little bit too much. I mean, we went to New York City together. I, Craig, I don't even know if I, I told you about that. Uh, I covered him on a weekend trip to New York and everything. It was strange. Now, sadly, the boy died. But, you know, there wasn't any you know, what do you call it? I'm, I'm losing the right word for it. There was a, a mistrust. There was a, um, you know, not telling the truth there. Um, I don't know. Have, have you seen a situation like this? You know, I've never covered one personally, but I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is about as low as it gets. Um, you know, the only hope is that the, the young daughter was sort of, I guess, not a part of this scheme or, more so than that, just you know, wasn't under. Oh, maybe she was being told. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. It's really sad all the way around. Um, I, I just. I can't believe that someone would stoop to this sort of level. Um, but uh, it's. I mean, this is like the the swindling of, of very so many people that wanted to help and come together and, and help this this young girl live out a dream apparently and. Um, you know, sometimes you just wonder what kind of mindset people are in that they would, you know, say this about their children, you know, and say they're dying or, you know, fudge the truth in some way. It's it just, it's kind of sickening. 
And I got to defend the Canton Repository, too, because already, after we placed the story and we did social media, immediately we saw some criticism saying, how dare you write about this? How dare you use this girl's name? Because I, I feel bad for the poor girl. I mean, the poor girl is 11. Um, apparently, she went to counseling. Um, because they were trying to say, hey, here's how you handle when you're going to die. And Now, she has a condition that isn't helping her, but from what her dad claims, it's not deadly. I mean, she's going to be okay, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, people were, like, criticizing the paper. Well, look, if this is true, again, this is a legend. Let's make sure we say that. Um, you know, it's, I mean, she raised thousands of dollars that apparently she was trying to keep. You know what I mean? So right. you might be sitting there going, oh, what's wrong? How dare you talk about this family or the girl? Well, how would you feel if you donated money to a situation? You know? I mean, right. That, you know, may not be the case. So it's tough. We'll, we'll keep following this. Just wanted to mention this. Um, the link's going to be all with the podcast. Uh, it's just kind of a sad situation. Um, I'm originally from the Canton area, and I know a lot of people were tracking it because, you know, it was a sad, I mean, it was the story that was being presented was a sad story. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, a couple of weird things. Um, Cincinnati Choir reported over the weekend, uh, there was a local park, and the women dumped about 30 rabbits in the park. And the rabbits were running all over the park. Uh, they actually had a group get-together. And, Craig, this was what a day. Uh, the group got together, and they were able to find all the rabbits. They were looking all around the park. Uh, they caught 33 ra rabbits in Milltown Park in the Cincinnati area. Um, I I'll tell you, what, what a story of bravery. <laughs> um, the people were using nets, their bare hands. They had people diving into the brush. And they actually picked up all the rabbits. What an inspirational story, Craig. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm glad they were able to come together and, and save the rabbits. It's kind of an interesting story of how, I guess, how much they uh, they valued the uh, the rabbits there as they wanted to save them all. So, hey, you know, if you have the time and, and want to donate that to, to help save the rabbits, good for you. And uh, I'm glad they were able to recover all of them. Yeah, and actually, animal control, they, they, were, they removed rabbits. For, they, they found the woman that did this, and they removed other rabbits from the home. They're thinking she may have up to 100. It, it's sad uh, because a lot of rabbits had different degrees of wounds. One was missing ear. So there are some allegations based on how this um, woman was allegedly taking care of the rabbits. But, yeah, kind of an interesting story. A lot of people that... It got involved and tried to help find the rabbits. You know, they had rabbits themselves, and they felt a a measure of you know you get more concerned when it, it hit more closely home to them. I, I had a rabbit before. My my wife used to have rabbits when she was young. I'm not a big rabbit guy, but yeah, take care of animals. I mean, if it's a rabbit, whatever it might be, uh, don't mistreat animals. And kind of a quirky little story, but I'm glad the rabbits are okay. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a, it's kind of one of those fun story. I mean, not fun because of the, the subject matter, but it's great that they cut. You know, they were able to find every one of them, and you know, it's kind of a community, a little small, small knit community, friends, family coming together to to just come come in and save some animals and and you know give you a, something fun to read on a Sunday. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Um, other thing I was going to mention, and you know, we don't do free ads on the show. I I thought it was interesting. I always like I like to do this a little bit more in the show. We talk about food a lot, and a lot of times it's quirky food. Uh, bravo to Domino's Pizza. Uh, they're doing a deal right now where if you order, uh, they're trying to promote their concept where you can um, have the food delivered to your car. So you know, you go to Domino's, you say, "Hey, I'm here." You pay for it beforehand, and they bring it out to your car. They're offering forty nine percent off all pizzas for next week or so, and. My family's into cheap food. We want to save money on our food, especially with four people in our house. Um, hey, we may try it out. And again, Domino's isn't paying us for this ad. Hey, they should. Come on, Domino's. Hop on it. Uh, but no, I, I always like to promote uh, cheap food. And, and you know, it's another good argument for, hey, let's keep this online ordering open, even after... Uh, the pandemic quiets down. I mean, you know, there's money to be made there. Um, oh, Craig, I didn't mention this earlier. Um, I'd like to see more online options be available even after the pandemic. Um, it's interesting. And with churches, you hear a lot of discussion about, well, should we keep, you know, offering online services or not? Um, Canton has story over the weekend where in Ohio, the Catholic bishops are saying, hey, Come back to church unless you're sick. You know, it was kind of like an order made. Hey, come back to church. Go go in person. Well, I think that's up to you if you want to do that or not. But, I, but like at our church, uh, the pastor was saying a third of the online audience is out of our area. So you're sitting there going, wow, through this, we're not just reaching people in this area. We're reaching people outside the area, which he thought was interesting and which is an interesting factor, too. So, yeah, keep those online services going, and bravo to Domino's Pizza for offering cheap pizza. Well, I, I kind of have a question about this. Oh. Because, and, and here's why I'm going to poke a gigantic hole, I believe, Domino's through, through this promotion. Oh, okay. I understand what they're doing here, but, okay, so – a large three-topping pizza under this deal apparently will be nine dollars and sixty-eight cents. After the discount, before? Well, I guess it's. Uh, let's see. So some some common pizza orders with a forty-nine percent savings applied. Large cheese six sixty-two. Large one topping seven sixty-four. So I'm going to assume that these are the prices that you will pay. A three-topping pizza is six is nine dollars and sixty-eight cents. Okay. If you go to the Domino's website, you can literally get a five-topping pizza for $9.99. With the carryout special, you can get a large pizza for $7.99. That's up to three toppings. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like break the internet or break everybody's mind, but is that a better deal? Is it? A, is it? Are they really promoting a better deal by doing the forty-nine? The, the, the menu prices are always more expensive. And generally speaking, they tend to skew more towards the specialty pizzas, you know, where you get more toppings or a specific, you know, pizza, you know, what, what, whatever toppings are on it. But am I wrong in thinking that this deal is really not that good compared to what the normal prices are? Like if you wanted to go in and get a three-topping carryout deal, it's $7.99 for up to three toppings of a large. And then well, the toppings is the five topping large is 9.99 so essentially for 
like 31 more cents, you can get two more topping in this, you know, compared to what this uh, 49% discount is. Well, and that's that's what you have to look at look out for. Um, I, I'm looking at an extra article that says it's off the regular menu price, whatever that might be. And you know, hey, they're doing that because they hope that for their advertising and goofy shows like ours to talk about it, you know, to get attention. I mean, it's not even as much of we're giving four nine percent. They want more talk. They want Craig to say, hey, maybe I should go to Domino's. I mean, you know, that's the whole point of what they're doing. But you're right. Anytime you look at a deal like that, you know, hey, look at the prices, figure out what's the best deal. But, yeah, whatever their regular menu price is, they're saying 49% off. And I I got to tell you, Craig, I'm not into paying 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 14 bucks for a pizza anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Caesars now. Little Caesars isn't the greatest tasting pizza, but you can get pizza pretty much for five bucks there. Yeah. Um, we're always looking for food coupons and everything. How do we get under ten bucks? Yeah. And you'd say, hey, it's right out the best pizza for you, but yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not paying fifteen, twenty yeah. bucks for pizza. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. based based on what I'm seeing here, the one the one deal that I see that translates to this deal of forty nine percent off, the one deal that actually makes sense is the large specialty pizza. Um, which I guess they've have in parentheses here. American Legends and Feast Pizzas are six are nine dollars and sixty eight cents. If you go on to the Domino's website and look for coupons, these are deals. There's a any large specialty pizza for thirteen ninety nine. So I don't know if there are extra pizzas involved in in the large specialty versus what they have here in parentheses on this story, which is American Legends and Feast. But at the end of the day, it looks like it's just not a not a great deal for the other stuff. Maybe the large specialty pizza discount is worth your time. But like I like I said, you can get you know a large three topping pizza for carry out for seven ninety nine. So this this deal to me just doesn't make sense. Well, probably the thing that would make the most sense to get if you if you really want to do that. And again, I'm a huge Domino's pizza fan myself, yeah. but probably. The thirteen ninety nine you would get for seven thirteen. Now, is that the greatest deal of all time? You know, we we, we could talk about that another time, but it's probably the deal that makes sense. But yeah, but good point, Craig. I think anytime you see a deal or a discount out there, you don't just blindly say I'm getting it. You know, you just try to figure out what works the best for you. Yeah. I'm still missing the um, oh, Jesus a long time ago. We talked about that. I'm not sure if you were on when we talked about this or not. When uh, Papa John's, they were honoring LeBron. I think this is when LeBron was first with Cleveland. Uh, they were doing a 23-cent large pizza deal. Okay. Come on, Papa John's. Yeah. I know LeBron's in L.A. <laughs> but let's honor him <laughs> for 23-cent pizzas. <laughs> Why not? Right. Um, or honor something else that has a 23 on it. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I like LeBron, but, you know, I just want to see pizza. I want anything. I mean, come yeah. on. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, be be mindful of when you see these deals because I was kind of excited a little bit, but then I'm like, yeah, just reading it doesn't make sense. And I went on the website to to see if they still had their carryout deals, and they do. So um, if you're going to get Domino's, you might as well just get the carryout specials that they have, right. and they have those going on all the time. So um, not really sure why this 49% deal got rolled out when it wasn't really a deal, but. You know, maybe as a, well, a, a deal, if I, 
Oh, sorry, RP. I, I was just going to say, doing the deal, if I can get pizza for seven bucks, not a bad deal right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Definitely. What else is going on, Craig? Anything we want to call out or shout out? No, no. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to learn more about this uh, AT&T and Discovery uh, possible yeah. merger going on here. That uh, might be interesting to see what uh, what happens here with HBO Max and Discovery Plus, things like that, see if they combine those. So very interested, interested to see if that deal gets struck uh, here on Monday. Yeah, um, I saw news late Sunday. Um, uh, Brian Stelter from uh, CNN was reporting that. Yeah, I don't know. What Seltzer was kind of speculating on was, like you said, is it a combined HBO Max Discovery Plus? Is it going to be a deal kind of like what um, Hulu was offering, where they say, hey, you can get Hulu and Disney and the ESPN. Right. Yeah. Um, I could see that possibly. Um, you know, Discovery Plus is enough of the sync brand that it probably makes sense to say, hey, here's a, if you package these guys together, you might get a couple bucks off. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, we, we are trying out Discovery Plus. My wife's a big Discovery fan. Um, my wife doesn't watch it as much because, yeah. you know, she's into her shows. I'm not sure if they've added all the 90 Day Fiancés to Discovery Plus yet. Okay. Um, so she's sitting there going, hey, I got enough to keep up with what I'm normally keeping up with. So, But it'll be interesting. I, I think any time of, you know, when you combine services together, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm also interested to see, and it says we're probably a year away from this, is what does the HBO ad-supported um, deal look like? Uh, they said they were talking about it. Um, well, that's supposed to come out in June, actually. Oh, uh, June. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but it looks like pricing-wise, it looks like they're going to be at like either nine ninety-nine or ten ninety-nine. So, I don't know that you know, glopping off five dollars a month for a normal subscription to get ad supported is really a huge savings. I don't know if I mean maybe they'll get more people, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be like either nine ninety-nine or ten ninety-nine a month, and it looks like it's supposed to roll out in June. I'm kind of wondering if a lot of the speculation with that is not just, yeah, you're right. Maybe, hey, you know, is it worth five bucks a month where you have to watch a bunch of ads? I'm wondering if to some people, no matter what you offer in a streaming service, sometimes that $9.99 figure sounds better to people. And you might sit there and say, well, you have to watch a bunch more ads or, you know, you may not get the services that somebody else provides. Yeah. I that was a roadblock to HBO Max. It provided people. I don't, do you have a hard time logging into HBO Max? No, no. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can imagine that. You know, based on a lot of my reviews that I do on the weekend, I, I certainly, you know, digest a lot of HBO Max, and I, I like it. I mean, you know, I, I know that most people might complain that it doesn't have as much content as Netflix, but I'd also kind of argue too that it's a little bit more quality over quantity, whereas you know, Netflix tends to flood the market with a lot of new stuff, which is great. But then sometimes a lot of their stuff just isn't that good anyway. Whereas generally speaking, HBO and HBO Max really have quality content that I don't believe you can get anywhere else. Um, a podcast I listened to over the weekend, they were talking about HBO Max. And one of the podcast hosts was like, well, it, it kicks you out. And I don't know how he's 
watching it from Max if it's on the computer or a TV or whatever. Maybe based on the TV has. I, I don't know. But yeah. his complaint about HBO Max was it asks you to log in a lot. I don't know if you've experienced that. I, 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 I have it on my smart TV, and I, I have the app on my Amazon Fire Stick, and I've never – I have never had to log in more than the one time to log in. So maybe maybe different strokes for different folks, but I've never had any issues with the app, really. Well, it might be, like I said, it might be based on however he's watching it. I mean, right. you know, who knows? I mean, it's, it's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, you stole my, uh, my shout-out. Yeah, I saw that uh, late last <laughs> night, and yeah, it'll be interesting. And yeah, we'll definitely talk about once we get more announcements. Well, we tend to like to talk about the new streaming services, so it should be interesting to see what happens. Um, hey, before we go, let's plug, because, Craig, you're, you're responsible for some of it. Um, we talked about it last week, but over the weekend we had some um, new uh, shows. Um, again, Monday for Thursday, it's always been the same content, but we've kind of varied in the way we've given it to you. Uh, we're trying this option. Honestly, it saves me a little bit of time, so I think we're going to continue with this option for uh, at least the time being. Um, Monday for Thursday, we do shows like this, and it gets put out during the day, the same day, and you'll get to listen to the shows. Um, on Friday, um, Craig is our pop culture guy. Craig wants to do more pop culture stuff. Uh, we talk about pop culture here on the main show, uh, but, you know, it's like the Steelers. I want to talk more about the Steelers. I'm going to lose Craig if I take a half hour of a day talking about Steelers. News. So I say, hey, I'm going to strike out my own to do a Steelers Center podcast. And we record those later on Mondays with uh, two guys that like the Steelers. So it's fine. So it's like, hey, we want if you want to strike out, that's why our network's for it. The network has a lot of things out there. So um, Craig has done uh, pop culture where over the past couple of weeks – uh, there's been certain segments, and um, he talks to Bob Garver, and he also gives some of his own reviews. Well, uh, we're excited to start to work with George Thomas, and um, it sounds like at least be for a few weeks. Hopefully, we'll make it a longer time with George. Uh, but they had their first kind of little get together, and honestly, Craig, I, I'm reluctant to listen to shows with my own voice. I, I, I feel weird to listen to my own voice over and over. But I had you show on a good listen. Uh, lots of talk about movies and streaming uh, movies and streaming TV and uh, talk about going to the movie theater and everything. And it went well. And, man, hour and a half and <laughs> overall. And, and honestly, you know, I know some people like the 20-minute podcast. We've experimented with that. But, man, if you're at work and you haven't listened to it yet, you want to make an hour and a half go by just like that, um, you know, download that podcast, listen to it. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and Saturday, not as serious as pop culture. Um, Paul and Joe, the guys who do the uh, Sewage podcast with, uh, we want to do some more broadcasting. So we kind of either review stuff or pick random, um, you know, pop culture stories we talk about. And what did we talk about last week? Oh, we talked about a girl, an 18-year-old that went on her own. And she moved to the senior citizen facility by mistake. Yeah. We talked about her story. We talked about uh, Kid, Kid Rock's bar. A guy with a Confederate um, painting on his head was waving his closet bag and raining poop on everybody. So it just all kinds of crazy, gross stories. 
Uh, what else did we talk about? Um, oh, we talked about a woman who got all freaked out because um, her, she thought her home was robbed. Well, apparently her dog chewed out the um, her crate and just destroyed the house. So it wasn't the robber. It was just the dog. And we were ripping the woman because the the he she kept the dog in the crate, and the the it was a rescue, Craig, and the dog's back in the crate. Find another good spot for the dog. So we kind of yelled at the woman for a while. Hey, if you like that stuff, check it out. And then Sunday, Paul, who's one of our podcasters, yeah, he yells about the Steelers. He yells about Colossal Bags. And Sunday, he's a pastor. He preaches a flock in the Pittsburgh area. He's originally from Ohio. And we, I don't know, we need to get a little spiritual, Craig. Sometimes we get weird during the week. Yeah. A little spiritual. So on Sunday, we share some content. Paul's really good about sharing uh, content from his church on YouTube. So you'll hear some sermons, some devotions from him. All kinds of good stuff. So, man, I'm worn out even just talking about all the content we put out there, Craig. Absolutely. A lot of stuff going on here at the Ohioan. Yeah, it's about an hour, typically about an hour each day. Sometimes just a little bit um, smaller than an hour. Craig's Pop Culture will probably have seven hours <laughs> on <laughs> Friday alone, so it should be good. Yeah. So and, so today um, I'm recording our Saturday show with Paul and um, Joe, and um, we're also doing our Steelers podcast. You'll see that on our network on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to do the schedule game. We're we're just talking about the Steelers schedule, how many we think they're going to win and lose. And then Monday, um, you've got your big interview of the week with Bob Garver. What, what are you guys talking about today? Well, we've got uh, some new movies. Uh, he's going to talk about Spiral. He's going to talk about Those Who Wish Me uh, Wish Me Dead and some other movies. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, what, what he saw last week in theaters. Yeah, and you can check that out on Friday along with uh, – oh, and what did you review over the weekend? I saw, I saw you did something. I, I didn't catch what you reviewed. Oh, boy. You're gonna you're putting me on the spot here. I might have to – I can't recall um, everything. Well, no worries. No worries. I, I know I reviewed – okay, I reviewed uh, Parasite, Children of Men. Uh, for whatever reason, the, the final one escapes me, but uh, – Oh, it was a Class Action Park, uh, an HBO oh. Max documentary on this very deadly and very uh, unsafe, uh, family-friendly park that uh, used to be in New Jersey. And uh, so a couple of uh, really fun uh, fun reviews there, some some great films over the weekend. So, Yeah, the, the podcast list to why they got talking about HBO Max was – they were um, previewing the big friend reunion special. How excited yeah. are you about that? Uh, not really excited about that. I, I never really got into Friends. Um, I probably will not watch it unless I watch it with my wife. Uh, I would just say that there's plenty of other stuff to watch uh, on HBO Max than than the Friends reunion. So if you're not a Friends fan, you don't have to like. Oh, I gotta. It's the only reason to get HBO Max. There's plenty of other great content on there. Um, you know, Bob. Our, uh, George Thomas and I talked about Mayor of Easttown, which is the uh, limited series that's going through right now on HBO with uh, Kate Winslet. So there's a lot of great stuff out there that you can watch other than just the Friends or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, things like that, that, uh, you know, they're kind of pubbing a lot more than some of their HBO content. Yeah, apparently that's the big um, series. Um, 
one of my frustrations with streaming TV is, you know, they give you so much content, and most of the time, you know, you might watch something that I never heard of. I may watch something you've never heard about. But right. Mayor of Easttown, I guess, is the new trendy thing. It's the our new House of Cards or Game of Thrones, right? It is. It really is. I mean, it's only a limited series, so once these seven episodes are done, it's done. But it is just absolutely engrossing. Uh, George and I watched, you know, talked about it. George has been watching it weekly. I binge watched it in advance of us talking about it, and I just could not stop watching it and could not stop gushing over it. And obviously excited to watch it here today at some point from yesterday's show. But uh, it is appointment television if there ever was one, even for streaming services. Yeah, there's two pop culture podcasts. I mean, I listen to other podcasts, but those are the two main ones on my listening list. And, you know, I, I heard you talk about Mayor of Easttown and then the Mike O'Meara show. I'll give him a shout out. You know, we like um, good podcasts. They spent 20 minutes talking about Mayor of Easttown. So I'm like, wow, there's probably something to it. If everything I'm listening to today is talking about Mayor of Easttown. So very good. Totally. Oh, Uh, sorry, Craig. Uh, were you saying something? Nope, nope. I was not. Okay, yeah. So check out Mayor of Easttown. If you have HBO Max, should be good. All right. Well, Craig, I think we've re- previewed everything and reviewed everything, and we're we're good until tomorrow. So check us out tomorrow. Um, as always, you know, you say, well, I think we've talked about everything, but I'm sure there'll be a lot more coming up. Oh, yeah. oh big thing today. Check out. Um, uh, the lottery, the um, vaccine lottery. There'll be a press conference this morning uh, with a lottery officials. They're going to try and answer some more questions. Um, you know, Governor Wine over the weekend was talking a lot about the vaccine lottery, and there's a lot of questions like, can you be anonymous? Like, do you have to have your name out there? Um, right. Do you have to pay taxes? And DeWine even knows some of that stuff. Okay. Apparently, there'll be a press conference today adding more details. So check it out. It should be good. All right. Thanks for checking out the home. We'll talk about that and many more of the things coming up tomorrow. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.